You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello again, everybody. As we continue to take you through here, um, yeah, we'll get to, you know, obviously with some of the quick news of the day, obviously Joe Jackson replaced onto the COVID-19 list. Um, you know, all the best to Joe. Um, and of course, uh, Denzel Ward. Um, weeks, um, I guess it seems like they're describing very similar as the calf injury that Wyatt Teller suffered. Um, just, uh, you know, I guess I know it seems weird. We keep saying this next man up, but, uh, I guess it's a theory you got to roll with and let's just be happy at least that it is Jacksonville Jaguar week. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Fantastic guest here today, and it has been way, way too long. From the OBR, obviously the OBR film work, uh, film uh, room breakdown, all the fantastic work, Mr. Jake Burns. Um, for those who are you know, newer, uh, you know, Jake and I used to do a lot together years ago as you know, Jake has grown um, obviously, his work over the RBR, uh, supremely, supremely unmatched. Jake, my friend, it has been too long. How are you? How's the fan? Hey, man. I, uh, it, it, I feel like we always do these, and it's been too long. But you know, we got uh, we, we're, we're baking our we're baking our dinner in a Thanksgiving reference for you. We're baking our dinner from different parts of the room, man. We're do we're doing the same thing, covering the same team, just uh, just giving people different insights on it. And, I think we do a nice job of balancing it. I wish it meant we were showing up in the same media room every day, but unfortunately, we got to do it digitally. So, uh, well, the rest we of the, the world's actually camera. the rest of the media has kind of got to do it like we do right now, which is kind of funny. They so, do. <laughs> they do, man. But it's always my privilege to be here, bro. You know, nothing but mad respect for you and, and the stuff you do on Locked On and all that, man. So, I'm happy to be here. All right, Jake. Um, and I remember, you know, I, you know, obviously a bunch of messages back and forth in 2018. Which, hey, one of the things that are going to help anybody in the content business grow is a product that folks start to believe in. Then, of course, came 2019. We'll skip over that part. It is a couple of days before Thanksgiving, Jake. Uh, we get to pound our chests, sit high and proudly about this 7-3 and three product. Um, I, I think everybody kind of felt that maybe this time it was going to be different just, you know, with the way you got to listen to Andrew Barry talk, the way you got to listen to coach Stefanski talk, uh, you know, the roster, the way it was assembled. And then COVID takes its course and we lose extra OTA times. Okay. All right. Training camp. Oh wait, that's going to be abbreviated too. All right. Well, we've seen a little bit. Oh wait, no, no preseason games to kind of get, the feet wet or try anything or have any examples of what will work, what won't work. Jake seven and three. And I, I know there's plenty out there and look, th- th- not everything is right. And everything is perfect, but I mean the hemming and hawing from some, I mean, again, this is what I keep using. I'm sorry if the diamond shoes are too tight when your team is now seven and three, but Jake to see the amount of effort and work. I mean, and this is with this franchise, it, it's not been easy but for the trial and error that's been for so many years now, man, it really seems like the recipe from top to bottom in that building is finally, finally going to be something that can be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. You feel, you feel really good about, 
all of the obstacles that you mentioned there, Jeff, and being able to, to come away from their more challenging part of the schedule with the 7-3 and three record. And really only losing to three good teams. I mean, we know the beginning of the year Baltimore was clicking a little bit more than they are now. We know where Pittsburgh is, and we're you know, I'm re-watching the Raiders game as we speak, and obviously they're a pretty good football team too, so they've only lost to three good teams and they beat everybody else, and, and that means something, man. You, you could certainly sit here and, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, the flaws that this team has. There are several different things they could work on offensively. The defense is kind of – they're just kind of living and, 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 and dying every week, man. They're, they're making do with what they have and just doing enough to win enough of their games, and – and the next man up theory that you mentioned earlier is getting challenged. It's going to continue to be challenged as the year wears on. Uh, this will probably be their biggest, uh, air quote, next man up challenge. But it, it, you really can't give enough kudos to to, to Kevin Stefanski and, and Andrew Barry for having an aligned vision and really getting everybody on the same page. I mean, to be able to, to put this team at 7-3 and three despite all of the challenges of, of not only a new offense, a new defense, and a new front office in a short abbreviated scouting department ahead of the draft and free agency for them to be able to, to put together something so successful to start the year. In my opinion, it's, it's just kind of patently crazy to not consider Stefanski for coach of the year and, and, and Barry for GM of the year, just based on what they're able to do right now. And if they close the year with the, with the schedule as favorable as it is to end the season, and a realistic shot here at 11 to 12 wins, which I know that might sound crazy as I'm sitting here saying that, but there's so many winnable games on the rest of the schedule. I mean, you know, your two toughest toughest games are in the division, and, and, and you're looking at Baltimore, who's not as good as many have thought they were going to be and are dealing with their own COVID-19 issues, and Pittsburgh in Week 17 where they could have everything wrapped up. You know, it's not crazy to think if this team continues to click and just continues to find ways to win games that they could get to those three, you know, to those points. So, you know, for a franchise so long, Jeff, and I know that, that, that we really only professionally started covering it in 2018, it, it, for, for, well, 2017, but for like a franchise that for so long all they knew was how to lose games, it's really fun to watch them figure out how to win these ugly games. It's just a welcome relief, man. Yeah, I mean, you talk about, you know, missing time for Nick Chubb, missing time for Wyatt Teller. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett, obviously already out one week and going to obviously be out this week as well. Uh, losing Denzel Ward, um, Odell Beckham Jr. gone for the season. Any one of these things would have been things that would have tanked everything. And once things got murky or something went off with this franchise, then it was just like, you know what? That's it. it, it it's over. You know, just flush the toilet because now this is all over. But you're week to week here and you know, seeing guys step up. Um, and Chris Hubbard, obviously, again, hoping, you know, he's doing well coming in, having to play some right tackle, having to play, you know, some right guard and not, I'm just saying, not having to play, I have to start some games at those positions, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you get Olivier Vernon and you get Adrian Claiborne last week that both of these guys look like you shaved five years off of their age apiece, just watching it, you know, come together. And, you know, it's, you know, and one thing we were always preached about is, is, you know, when is this roster going to be more than, you know, one, two, three, four guys, and, you know, once you get those foundational players, then you start bringing in depth and you truly see, you know, what we've seen from so many other teams that we've had to cover week in, week out as Browns opponents or when we've you know gone after, you know, look back at the tape afterwards and like, oh, well, that's great. Look at this. You know, wow, you lose your number one wide receiver, but you still find some way to complete 14 to 15 passes to the wide receiver position. Wow, that's bonkers. That doesn't really happen. 
we're starting to see more of this. And I just, again, just watching it come, watching it, you know, unfold before our eyes. And then you see things in, in one thing in, you know, in that the Nick Chubb run against Houston and look, nobody would have cared at the end of the day. Um, but I think when you get that to close out that game and then you get the devastating miles news four to five days later, and th- there's guys here who are saying, Hey, I just want my chance. Well, you get your chance and you've got to step up with it. And, you know, a lot of this year is about, you know, not just the top names on this team, um, you know, whether it was a Ronnie Harrison who was never part to be, you know, originally part of the plans. Rashard Higgins, a guy that you know, we spent most of August going, wow, you know, wow, did he make a mistake resigning here? Did the Browns make a mistake resigning him? But, you know, it's almost kind of like for most when they've gotten that opportunity to have their name called or, hey, we need you, man, step up. Guys are actually doing it. Such a welcome change. It really is. It has felt you're right. You're, you're really spot on there that so many times in the past where an injury has occurred, uh, whether it was the beginning of last year where they lost both corners and they just could never really get where they wanted to go defensively, uh, any myriad of injuries that have happened over the course of the last decade where it's like they have a decent front line, but they don't have enough people uh, at those key positions to overcome. And, uh, and, and you're, you couldn't be more right. It's impressive for them to have guys stepping up and not just stepping up and just filling in, but, but like you said, with Olivier and with Adrian guys who are making difference, making plays, right? Like guys who are, who are changing the outcome of games, uh, which is, is just such a welcome sight. And Chris Hubbard admirably stepping in at right guard. And, and like you said, I mean, uh, Richard Higgins couldn't be more impressed with how that man has handled the adversity of the last two years and, and stepping into this season and being not just a contributor, but one of their better wide receivers, if not, their best wide receiver this year. I mean, from a, from an efficiency standpoint. So um, yeah, it, it is, it is such a welcome sight, Jeff. Do you see all of these teams across the league who, who drop players who, who, who have injuries or this year's weird year with the COVID list. And, you, you know, I just don't understand how they're able to still win the, well, the Browns are doing it. You get, you get guys bought into your system. You get guys bought into the vision. And when they have to step in and be a part of the cog of something that they understand, right? The part of a system on both sides of the football that they know that they're one of 11th, the do your job mentality is, uh, is something that they're able to accomplish and they have an understanding of what they're supposed to do. There's no guessing game going on. Uh, then you get these results and you have a chance to win games because you still have enough really good frontline players that can make plays the way Nick makes plays or a way uh, Miles is able to make plays when other people have been out, vice versa. So it's exciting to watch. A big challenge. I mean, I know you're, you're, you're happy to face Jacksonville, uh, missing Denzel and Miles at the same time, but it is going to be a challenge for the defense this week, as we'll talk about. Jacksonville does have some talent, but uh, the offense is healthy, man. They're healthy, and and uh, they should be ready to rock and roll and put some points on the board. But it's it's just so, 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 so great to see uh, uh, when when these sorts of things have happened in the past to key to key elements of the of the roster up and down. There's just been a lack of mental toughness to overcome it. And it just feels like a team this year, uh, for whatever reason, it has clicked. And usually when these things click, it's a point and byproduct of the head coach. And uh, I can't say enough positive stuff about Kevin Stefanski. And the staff that he's brought in who's bought into his vision. I'll continue to say this on any podcast I'm on. The Browns have had a ton of coaches who we worry about how the players respond to that coach. And I think the difference for Stefanski is he's not only bought in 
his players. He's got the players to believe in his vision. But he has a coaching staff of guys that believe in his vision. And whether it was Hugh or whether it was Freddie, you could clearly tell that the coaching staff did not believe in the person. They did not believe in the, in the preaching. And they finally have a difference maker there who has a staff that believes in him. And that trickle-down effect is real, my friend. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and it just seems like week in, week out, you find a way to bring up um, an assistant coach in a positive light, which in you know years past it would be, well, what in the world – is so and so coaching linebacking unit doing, or in you know, and you just gotten into too much of that. But I mean, you know, right now, and I mean, and even you know, I mean, just to even you know, Bill Callahan, you know, the job he's doing. I mean, you're talking about where people might be. Hey, you want to give maybe Bill Callahan an you know opportunity here to run our franchise? I mean, look what he did with this offensive line, assembling it so quickly, and the dominance they've had. We're gonna get to a little bit more here with Jake Burns. Uh, we're gonna. Take obviously Jake loves his tape, so we're gonna have Jake take us through maybe three of his favorite plays from this season thus far, and maybe we'll get to a uh, third segment talking a little bit more about you know what you want to see over this you know next six games as far as continuing the growth of uh, this young Browns roster as it just you know continues week in week out to uh, you know, bring the best they can effort as a fifty-three man unit. Protecting my family is number one on my priority list, but I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight, enough to carry with you in your glove compartment or for your ladies in your pocketbook. Yet they are powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Gun carry gun carries unnecessary risk for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as it would be uh, as much as it would a would be attacker and it's often ineffective taser products are safer and easy to use they use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your gps location taser devices come loaded with features like laser assisted targeting and emergency dispatch and again, they will send response teams to your GPS location. More than 237 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. Uh, protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most of the United States. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with the promo code NF. L. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com. Slash code, that's S-C-H-E-L-O-N, Echelon. Use the promo code, code, Echelon.com. 
We're going to hope to get you guys your crossover edition tomorrow night. That will be with Antwig, host of Locked On Jaguars. We'll have your pregame later this week. Um, and again, you know, Brown's on a winning streak. Another winnable game Sunday. Just doing the best we can here to give you the best coverage on Locked On Browns. Jake, the tape. You love your tape, Jake. Three best from the offensive side of the ball this year. And if we had done this maybe last year, uh, you maybe would have had a strain to get to three. But I think we're feeling a little bit better about this product this year. Yeah, man, we are for sure. There, there's, listen, there's, there's plenty of, of plays to pick from. I mean, you could really talk about the run game diversity that they've had all year, uh, whether it's G schemes, power counter, wide zone, duo stuff. They're so diverse. I would encourage all of your listeners to follow Brandon Thorne, who does uh, fantastic <laughs> work. Second, in night in row, second night in a row. John Costco brought it up last night, too. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he just he just does a great job of illustrating it. Not just the Browns, he does everybody in the NFL. But, you know, I didn't play the offensive line. I do my best I can to, to teach people about what they're doing up front and about the general approach of scheme. But but uh, Brandon does a great job of talking about the technique, different things that guys are doing, different coaching points. He goes to the O-line mastermind clinic and stuff of that nature. And, and uh, if you could follow Brandon, he does a great job of pointing things out. And especially fun when you follow the Browns because – he loves what they're doing offensively, and he really pinpoints a lot of things that Batonio, Treader, and, um, you know, the like Jed Wills, if you're looking for how Jed does. I, I broke down Jed a few weeks ago, but he does a lot of great stuff. So if you're interested in run game stuff, the diversity, the approach, the different things they're doing technique-wise, which are always fun. They're fun to me, even as a guy who didn't play up there. Uh, it's, it's worth following him because he, he really focuses on that stuff across the league, and he'll touch on the Browns every week. So, you know, the things that I've loved, I love, Jeff, that they haven't been afraid to go trick play. Uh, they've thrown multiple. It's unfortunate Odell was lost for the year on several different layers, but his element of throwing the football and trick plays was so much fun. I loved in Dallas at the beginning of the year when they when they said, we're not, not only did we run three trick plays in a game, we ran them all to Odell, right? We ran the reverse from Jarvis to Odell early, a uh, simple reverse scheme off a, off a toss sweep, pitch it back. And then uh, what I loved was it certainly be my favorite of the year was that they were willing to go back to that same uh, tight end. It was basically they're selling tight end front side, whipping them around, reversing them to the backside with a pitch to Odell and, and leading the way. And those led to some really, really fun, um, you know, a couple highlight plays. He got 25 yards on early in the game and Stefanski and the postgame presser said, you know what, man, it worked earlier. Good to go back to it. They did it again. That was a lot of fun. They actually, ironically enough, uh, went back to the same, another play that Odell hit big. If you recall the Cincinnati game at home uh, early in the season, they hit that uh, boot fake, boot action back out that way on an out-and-up scheme. They threw a touchdown, a 40-yard touchdown there. First, uh, I think that was the first touchdown of the game in that one. They went, uh, they went back to the same scheme uh, to Higgins, or sorry, to, um, to Kadero Hodge this past week in the third quarter. Yep. It was getting a little stagnant offensively. They went back that way. It was an out and up, booting back to the outside. They like to they like to run comebacks to the boot side, so they hit him with an out and up and, and left Avante Maddox in the dust. There was a really fun scheme that they hit for a big chunk play, and then they've also come back to uh, my third favorite scheme that they've run is it's just a simple two man boot route, and they boot off of their their counter action, so they still pull the backside guard to kick that in and sell uh, sell run game power run game where they're where they're all gapping down and then the guard is pulling as he would, but he's kicking out that end, and they're, they're selling that inside power run. And then, so they've been booting away from that. They've done it twice now. They threw, if you remember the Colts game, they took 
they took Jarvis and, and sent him all the way to the backside, and they hit him on the on the far hash uh, from the front side to the backside. I think it was about a 40-yard game. They did the same yeah. thing. Yep, they did the same thing to uh, Higgins this past week. They took him from number one on the backside and put him on a uh, a little stem corner post, and it was pretty open. And Baker's angle was a little off on it. Listen, man, it was driving rain, so I'm not going to blame him all too much for, for missing a little bit because it could have been a touchdown. But it was still a, a big chunk play where uh, Higgins made a hell of a diving catch on that football. But I love boot plays where you're taking a wide receiver from one side to the other. I think they were deadly with it in Minnesota with, with Diggs and especially Thielen. And they've started to trickle a little bit of that over. So I wrote today about the lack of yak yards. I hope they can create some more opportunities to get some more yards after catch because I think their receivers can do that stuff. So uh, pretty excited to see what they do. And they've got an uptick in their screen game, Jeff. They've only thrown 17 screens this year, man. They threw mid-50s with Kirk Cousins last year in in Minnesota. They're probably – I mean, I can't say probably. They're not going to get to that number this year. But can they find a way to make defenses respected? So – Definitely paying attention to the rest of the year, how he breaks some tendencies as a play caller. If he can trickle in a little bit more shotgun run action, a little bit more shotgun play action, also a little bit more, like I said earlier, or sorry, like I've been saying, more first down play action to break some tendencies that they have. But I can't complain about Stefanski. He's done a great job. And this is a really fun scheme for the fans to watch because it's just a lot of, a lot of really interesting quarterback ball handling stuff going on, a lot of play action that confuses defenses. So really neat. And if you went back and watched that Eagles game, it was a boot fake. And I think it, it was the ended up being the throw to um, – it was a backside drag to Higgins for nine yards where they fooled Sweat, the, the defensive end for, for Minnesota. They had him in the slow-mo camera replay showed it too, man. It was a lot of fun where they had him, him chasing the, the quarterback initially. Then he thought he ended up handing it off, and he turned back toward the camera. It was a hell of a lot of fun. But that's what they do. They're, they're, they're confusing defenses with their eyes and making them – question where everything is and defend the whole field laterally so they're they're just at the tip of the iceberg of what they can do offensively from a scheme point so it's been a lot of fun yeah and um we've i've actually got a couple of questions about the screen game but i also think part of that is is uh this offensive line has pass blocked so well and part of obviously you know selling the screen is you know making a defensive lineman you know feel like he got a clean win these guys haven't really gotten many clean wins so i mean if you're you know if you're playing D line and you've been getting mauled, you know, for, you know, an entire first half by this entire group of guys on the offensive line, and all of a sudden you slip by without much of an effort whatsoever. I mean, it's going to kind of click in your head. Well, maybe the screen's coming because I think the guy kind of let me go as opposed to beating the daylights out of me for five seconds. Yeah, no, it's, it's an element that's there for sure. You hope on the flip side of that, Jeff, that they're so hungry to say, oh, man, I finally got by him. i got to get home and make a true, play here. True. Maybe it does. I don't, I don't know. I, this is one that if I were an oppressor with Stefanski, I'd ask him and he'd give me some, some, some boring answer because he doesn't want to talk about it. But if I was talking to him behind closed doors, I'd be very interested to know what the reasoning behind it is. I know that obviously screen game takes a ton of time in practice. Maybe they don't feel like they've had enough time committed to that. Uh, they don't. They don't feel great about it right now. They don't have a ton of schemes that they like because they haven't repped them enough. Because that's entirely possible when you're dealing with limited time. Um, and, and 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 they haven't. Listen, these guys collectively, most of these guys have been in different spots. Maybe they just don't feel all too good about it yet. But uh, they, it's 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 an element that I would not be surprised to see a major uptick in the second half of the year here as they wind down these last six games. I I would love for that to be a big part of of what they do because the tendency is not there right now. And I think it would catch a lot of defenses by surprise, but I would love, 
I would love to be having a beer with Stefanski, asking him that question to see kind of what's going on with that because it's an element that I, when I broke down their offense last year when he was hired here, the third part of that installment was their screen game because I loved it. And I know Dalvin Cook is obviously a very special screen game running back, but they have two guys who, who Nick Chubb was second, second most uh, receiving yards in the screen game in the NFL last year. He can certainly do it, and I, we all know Kareem Hunt can do it. So it's just uh, what's going on, man? Can we eventually see it? And I hope that we do. Yeah, it could be something maybe, you know, keeping in the back pocket for, you know, obviously the second go around with Baltimore and Pittsburgh, obviously. And, of course, you know, Tennessee coming up here in two weeks. We're going to get to one more segment here with Jake, talk a little bit more about hopefully, you know, some of the growth and development he's, uh, you know, looking for, eyeing for, which maybe just leaked one of those over the next six games. We'll get to that a little bit more here. Your Wednesday, Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd with Mr. Jake Burns. The improved Bilt Bar is even deliciouser. There are now 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six of the new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Of course, some of your favorites from the original line, raspberry, German chocolate, and peanut butter. The Built Bar is, Bilt, I'm sorry, Built Bar is covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for the cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Go to BillPar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillPar.com. Mr. Burns, six left on the slate, seven and three. Jacksonville, both New York franchises, and then probably three dogfights between the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, and Tennessee Titans. But look, it is year one. Um, if anything else is played beyond the 16 games, that's fantastic. We'll mention the word. We're not talking about being there, not being there. Most importantly, Jake. And, you know, and again, for all that we're talking about with Coach Stefanski and all the good things thus far, you know, keep in mind, you know, just obviously, you know, how much ham- how hamstring, you know, first time, well, uh, you know, first, uh, not first time, but, you know, new head coaches and uh, coaching staffs were behind the eight ball, essentially, given, you know, what is the, the state of the NFL in 2020. But, Jake, what are some attainable goals for this team as far as improvement, whether it's players, whether it's positional groups? What are some things you're looking for here over these next six? Good question. I mean, I think offensively they, they need to find a little bit of an established route to uh, some different different types of yards. So I'm, I'm certainly looking for tight ends to be a bigger role. Uh, that's you're with me on this? Like, you're with me. For all that was invested in, in this group, it, it feels like we probably should we, – we're hoping for some more, right? Oh, absolutely. I think they have to get more out of Njoku. I like that they threw to him the first play of the game. Uh, obviously, conditions not great and it can and conducive for for going up and getting a ball up the seam. It's a challenge. You should have caught it. But nonetheless, yeah, they got to get all three of these guys going. They got to find ways to uh, to get these guys an active part of the game. Doesn't have to be with their hand in the dirt. It can be from a variety of different positions. 
It can be screens. They've thrown some tight end screens. They can throw more of them. But, yeah, they got to get – I need to see an uptick in tight end usage. Uh, I certainly need, I think that's what I'm going to be paying attention to most as they head toward an opportunity to make the playoffs. Especially so, once Odell went uh, out. Yes, absolutely. And, and like I said, 13 personnel, but, but using them in spread – formations i think they can still do that with these guys they got enough diversity and where they can line up and i've been pleased with them but i just want to see more more and more more i think is important and because those guys can make plays all over the field they can make plays after the catch too so get those guys actively involved more would be my goal for their offense and defensively man i would like to see the the, some of these younger guys i'd like to see jordan elliott continue to 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 grow i think he's got a he's got a nice base he can he can keep growing in last portion i'd like to see larry oganjobi Finish the year strong. You know, I don't love the defensive tackle free agency and, and draft class, and I, I don't know whether they feel comfortable letting Larry walk. I, I will be interested to see what happens, but I need him to take a step forward at the end of the year. Paying close attention to him, I uh, continue to pay attention to their linebacker group. What's going on there in terms of uh, in terms of? And I mean, they have two guys they love to play, but can 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 Jacob Phillips become an active part of this thing at the end of the year? I hope so. Getting healthier. I would like to see him have a little bit of a role so that going into year two, he will feel more comfortable taking on a starter position. So that's what I'm paying attention to. I mean, corner just got a lot dicier for sure. I mean, you know, Greedy Williams is still out, so I don't really know if there's any anything young there to pay attention to as they as they go forward. But, you know, is maybe anybody going to step up? Green, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, who's – Who's going to be? Who's going to prove themselves to be a long-term part of this thing? Is Kevin Johnson going to play well enough to garner another contract? We'll we'll see there. I mean, I'm obviously very interested in how Ronnie Harrison continues to grow if he can if he can get back on the field soon. I know that's a weird injury, a bone bruise there, is strange, and it'll feel weird for a while. But if he if he stays on the field, continuing to use him all over the place is going to be fascinating. But you know, they got a bunch of guys who who are on one-year deals, and and we got to see who's valuable. I mean, BJ Goodson has been a hell of a mic for them, man. Unexpectedly has really done a nice job. He's been a very good value contract. Is he worth keeping around? I think there's a lot of that stuff going on is who's worth as they reshape this defense because they're going to continue to invest in it going forward. Who proves to be worth keeping around at the right price, right? Like that's going to be something that I'm pretty fascinated with. So, uh, you know, they have a couple of aging defensive ends. Can Porter Gustin continue to show he's worth keeping around long-term? That kind of stuff. But the biggest thing for me is is it's so important for them to, to find a way to make the playoffs. And, and the reason I say that was the reason I was interested in maybe grabbing a name here or there uh, in the trade deadline is that I, I truly believe that this team has the right head coach and GM in place for the first time in a long time. I, I really see long-term value for them. And if you're the franchise – or sorry, if you're the head coach and GM that finally gets this place to the playoffs, even if it's a, expanded, an expanded playoffs, if you finally get them there – you buy yourself a golden ticket in Cleveland. You've done something nobody's done since 2003, man. Like that, that buys you the, the, the patience you need to, to reshape some things because there's going to be some reshaping. You know, there's if you're like I like I've been saying, if if you if you don't make the playoffs, some things can go weird next year, and all of a sudden you've got an impatient fan base doing impatient things with an impatient owner. No matter how much he's promised patience, he's always going to be impatient. But if you find a way to get to the playoffs. And this year is so important with this favorable schedule the last half of the year. You do buy yourself a huge thing in Cleveland. It's, I was a seventh grader the last time that they went to the playoffs, man. So, like, it's been, it's been so long. And, and if you're able to do that and take this team to this place in a year that was so challenging for first-year head coaches, you're really buying yourself in a really high pedestal to coach from and do, the, do this. Do and, and, and take the vision that you have in place and really apply it 
with the necessary trust because people would be like, okay, these guys did this in the first year despite all these obstacles. I believe in their vision. We'll give them time to get it going in the Super Bowl contending fashion, we hope. So the biggest thing for me, winning those three games that you mentioned, Jeff, maybe stealing one of those other three, and all of a sudden you're looking at an 11-win season, man. So it's, it's just it's so important. It's so rare that you get a favorable schedule like this in a playoff push. So I just would love to see them take advantage of it. And it's, you can't hold anything back at any point. You know, we're talking about this, and you and I have talked about it, and you've talked to other people about it. Well, maybe they're saving this, that, or the other for this team, that. No, man, you've got to win every game, every, every week. You got to go one and zero. You can't worry about. If saving we learned anything the last two weeks, that's what we learned. Yes. God, yeah, man, you can't save it. So throw everything at them, throw the kitchen sink at everybody every week, and and put it all on the line because, yeah, we know the the smart fan knows that they're not on the Kansas City level, they're not on the Pittsburgh level yet, but they can. They, they don't have to be right now. For us to view the season as a win, they don't have to compete for a Super Bowl just yet. We know they're a couple years away. But getting a ticket to the dance is important because you never know what can happen if you get there. So just get there. Everything it takes to get there, man, no matter what it takes. And, and that's, that's, that's uh, the thing I'm looking forward to most. And I, you know, there's a couple of great points where you bring it up with that. A, you get into the playoffs and, look, some team gets a, a bad draw, you know, COVID-19-wise, and all of a sudden, you know, Thank you're it. out two players on a defensive line. Other thing is – you know, when they were seven, eight, and one at the end of 2018, you st- still weren't really getting free agents that were saying, okay. But now, I mean, you're saying there's a playoff game under your belt. You know, you look at this offense and you say, man, that offense is really set up. I'm a defensive player. They're, they're giving me money even with other people. But, man, they really, really need a defensive tackle. Or, man, they really, really need a linebacker. <clears throat> it really becomes more appealing. And it it doesn't matter record. None of that matters. If these other guys are sitting at home on their couches and they're firing up watching NFL playoff football and they see the Cleveland Browns playing, it's it certainly, you know, it's it, people are going to say, wow, and first year head coach. It not, it not a, it's not even that it's his first year there. It's his first time as a head coach. And obviously Andrew Barry being, you know, the age that he is, um, very, very relatable and easy for players to talk to on, you know, just, you know, a, a younger level as opposed to so many of these old men, general managers. I tell players what to do. I tell coaches what to do. It's not the way things work anymore in 2020 in anything, man. You, everybody's got to be feel like they're being treated like equals to give their best. Jake, any Thanksgiving plans or is it really quiet? Because I got to tell you, for a holiday that's so great for the fall, it really seems like, sadly, this is going to be another thing that we're going to lose to 2020. It is. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. It's, this thing has lingered, and it, it's still very alive in the country, and it's lingered into um, you know, the holidays that we find to be the most fun. So uh, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, man, uh, of, any, of any other year. I just love getting together with family, and you get the great food, and you get the great football, and it just it feels right, man. There's no more heartwarming holiday for me and it's sad that we don't get to have the family together but you're doing what's best for the you know for the for the neighbors for the people you love most and I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life and do their thing and and, you know you're going to do whatever you want to do ultimately but just think about others man be smart be safe and and be as protective as you can of those around you and uh, we'll try to do the same over here eat some good food sleep through some boring football and hopefully uh you know (laughs) 
<laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can we can watch. I wish we could watch both Pittsburgh and Baltimore lose, but unfortunately we can't. Maybe we get Baltimore to lose again and get a little bit more breathing room there. So, otherwise, man, I hope all all the folks that listen to your pod and uh, enjoy the Browns have a great holiday, great Thanksgiving, and, and stay safe, man. Uh, and obviously to you and you know all the listeners and all the readers of you know Jake's fantastic work and the crew over at the OBR. Uh, we just, you know, it's going to be a different one by, you know, yeah, obviously. I mean, but look, I mean, we're to the point now, and I hate saying it, but I mean, we should be used to, you know, sadly, the not normal being the normal. Um, ah, Jacksonville game coming up. Um, you know, guys, look, I mean, just it, it, for the, those critiquing it, just enjoy it. You've wanted a winner. You've got one right now. And it looks like it's certainly, certainly got sustainability to it. And that's what it's all about. Um, he is Jake Burns. Uh, make sure you follow him uh, at Jake Burns 18. Of course, all the fantastic work uh, through the Orange and uh, Brown Report. Um, Jake is to watch him grow and what he does and to take what was his passion and be able to turn it into what he has to now. It's fantastic to see. So all the best to uh, Jake and his family. Uh, make sure you follow him the show on uh, Twitter at Lockdown Browns. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. iTunes, Spotify. Go ahead, subscribe, drop those ratings and written reviews. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pass. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.